University of New England is embarking on a bold new mission to transform the university's decommissioned boiler house into a purpose-built discovery space. Here, on Curiosity Built the Boiler House, we'll follow the transformation of this 1950s industrial building into a regional science-themed play space. Along the way, we'll also chat with leading experts in education, play-space design, and all things STEAM about what makes for an incredible discovery space experience. I'm Dr. James O'Hanlon, and for this episode, I chatted with Kathy Stubberfield and Laura Snow from Twisted Science. Hi, I'm Kathy. I am the owner and CEO of Twisted Science. Um, this is my baby. And I'm Laura Snow, so I'm the operations manager here up in, um, in Atrika. I started with Kathy about five, six years ago now. So we've got an awesome science space that we have a lot of tourism business, but then we also have a whole lot of regional schools and libraries and the like that uh, we're involved with here. Twisted Science is an interactive science centre that opened its doors in 2015 in Echuca, a small town on the banks of the Murray River in regional Victoria. So let's picture, okay, I'm going to draw a picture of Echuca here for you. So they've been out in the, in the main drag, right? It's, um, uh, we are in the heritage overlay area, so we've got really beautifully uh, maintained old buildings. There's a horse and cart regularly rolling on down the street. There are paddle steamers. We're across the road from the river and there are paddle steamers rocking down the river. You know, it's a, a beautiful town and it's, you know, they've worked a lot to try and maintain this historical ambience. And the outside of our building, obviously, we're a heritage building, so we, we still fit in. We've got beautiful brickwork and, and everything. And they walk in and they're like, crickets. <laughs> it's just like, what? What is this? <laughs> we get really grubby windows from people sticking their faces up and going, what is this? But when they walk in, once people come in, the first thing we say to them is, okay, so there's no words. Look around you. We're not a museum. Um, today, you're the scientist. Your job is to go and to figure out how everything works for yourself. Uh, we're not going to tell you. We're here if you want to ask us, and we have QR codes here. Um, if you want to find out more about what you're doing or, you know, what the traditional science behind what you're doing is. But this is about you and you creating your own experience. So, And then we say, you know, if they're kids, we, you know, oh, do you know what scientists do? They play. You know, they just experiment and they just play and try stuff. And if it doesn't work, they try something else and until they get it to work. And, and people's faces just like, they're like, cool, you know, this is, this is great. So that's really the premise behind what we do is that we're not telling you how to, how to do anything or dictate how you're going to experience things because everyone does it their own way. And, um, that's our values. Our values are very much about inspiring curiosity and, and being creative. Began um, in uh, 2006 when I was working as a lab tech in a secondary school and um, came across a couple of girls who shared my passion for science and we talked a lot about um, what we thought science should be and then we decided that it would be a really great idea if we um, started a business that was to service regional schools and um, predominantly primary schools. We saw a real need there where um, we realised that primary schools, especially in the regional areas, didn't really have the resources 
and um, were not able to access the same kinds of uh, resources and things that, that metropolitan schools were. So we put our minds together and decided it would be a really great idea if we worked up some primary school science uh, workshops and we decided to travel around northern um, Victoria, southern New South Wales, and we took all our primary school workshops out to all the little schools all over um, the regional areas. And then um, it progressed from there. We had really good take-out from the small schools. So we decided it would be a really great idea if we put everything I knew and that we knew into one place. So came Twisted Science in um, Ichuka. We found a beautiful old building in the port of Ichuka and started the journey of how we were going to put together something that I dreamed about. So the first thing we did was uh, reached out to a few um, producers and fabricators of the types of exhibits that I wanted to share and, um, <laughs> and discovered that not many people wanted to know a crazy lady from regional Victoria who <laughs> didn't really know anything about um, science Exhibiting. Exhibiting, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was, yeah. It was an interesting, like, because we, like, we, in the early stages, because um, I was originally working from Kathy's lounge room. And so, yeah, it was like a lot of the people, I, I remember Kathy in the early days, it was like, they're like, who are you? Where, what do you do? Where do you come from? And we're like, oh, it's a small town. Oh, it's only about, oh, maybe 16, 18,000 people. And they're like, what? <laughs> so that kind of reaction from places when you're used to dealing, obviously for the exhibitors, they're used to dealing with massive museums and institutions and, you know, government bodies. And we're like, no, we're just, and Kathy's like, no, it's just me. <laughs> so it was really, yeah, it is funny. And it just, I don't know, in a way that kind of, um, cements and uh, like makes you sink in and go no I'm gonna do it goodness me I'm gonna do this yeah. <laughs> having built a new science center in a regional town and created something completely unique and custom designed I was keen to know how the local community responded to this new addition to their town super positive um we've got a really great like it's obviously a tourism focused town so we're the closest um part of the Murray to Melbourne um, so we've got a great support from our tourism businesses here and we have great partnership with one of, one of our paddle steamers. So a lot of schools when they come, they might do, so we have a paddle steamer science workshop and then they'll go on the paddle steamer. So it's a really nice sort of blend of, um, learning the science and then experiencing it in real life. Um, so they've been fantastic. I think, um, Awareness is probably the thing. We are a small business. We we can't um, we can't do everything much as we'd like to. Um, so trying to to lift our profile in the community is probably the biggest challenge for us. Um, but yeah, everyone we've got our memberships as well. So we try and support our local community by making it really affordable for them to be able to come regularly. And uh, we find that yeah, we've got a great uptake in our community of of that kind of membership. Um, and things like you get people who come um, for a holiday uh, every school holidays, and they will they'll be members as well. So um, that kind of thing, yeah, we do have fantastic support. But again, um, and you've got to realise as well, we've, we're a very um, tech heavy community. You might not 
think it, but we've got big, big food industry here. We've got um, a massive truck building business, uh, Food Mac, which are a big food um, machinery business. We've got a solar farms being built. So um, there's a lot of tech that goes on in town. I think people are starting to understand how much um, science and technology can play in their everyday lives and how much it, it, they're going to rely on it for the future of their community as well. Having started in 2006 as a small team running travelling science shows and parties to now opening and operating a science space as a regional business, I wanted to know how their business has changed over time. What did it look like in the beginning and what has inspired its development? So when we first started the business, we were called the Scientwists. And we took a really long time. We thought, we'll do this twist on science. It'll be fantastic. So we're, that's that's how we began. And we were that for about five years. And um, and we loved the name. We, we always thought the name was just the perfect name for us. And, and as time went by, every time we picked up the telephone or we answered an email or we said to someone, we're the scientists and they'd, they say, what? <laughs> and every time we lost emails and, and no one could find us, and we're saying science with a twist. So science <laughs> twists. <laughs> and after five years, we thought, oh, we just can't do this anymore. We just cannot do it. <laughs> so we, we moved it across to twisted science. So, so then you've got the twist with the ed for education. So we, we became twist ed science. Yeah. So, um, and we still love the scientists. We have people still write to us. And that, now that we've changed it to twisted science, people call us the scientists all the time. <laughs> <It's just bizarre. laughs> Originally, as a, as a, because we are a really small business and, and we don't have the resources to have a lot of staff. So my beginning was just doing all the creative work and, and doing, um, you know, the, the looking for exhibits and, and sourcing all the things that I needed to do. And then when we actually opened, I thought, oh my goodness, I've actually got to run a business now. <laughs> it's not just collecting all the things I wanted to do. I'm very fortunate. My um, husband is a financial planner, so that helps a great deal. He has also stepped in a little bit to help help with that background. And then um, recently I've handed the reins a little bit over to Laura, and um, which has been great. We have some amazing staff here as well. Um, two of my um, children work for me. So one of my other, my son, who will is another director in the company, so that you know, in some ways, we're a little bit of a family business as well. Uh, my other son works here who does all the tech stuff as well. So it's just been one of those things where as a small business, you just have to do that. That's just how it, how it has to be. We've had lots of, uh, we were talk, I was talking to someone the other day and, and he was saying, look, I'd love to do, you know, we're talking about a collaboration and he said, I'd love to do it, but I just can't find the people all the time. We've found that too. There's so many opportunities. It's so exciting. There is so much stuff going on in science and tech. It's just um, you really just have to be really focused on your core. And we are really, really focused that um, we've always had really good um, feedback from people visiting. Um, we've always had a really high quality product. And I think that's Kathy's vision. 
should be really, really clear from the start. This is how it's going to be. This is the kind of experience people are going to have. So that's meant that with a high quality product, we, we, we know we've got that. We've got that right. Uh, we get, you know, we know we're getting schools that keep, just keep coming back and everything. So that now is like, okay, we've, we've got to keep that core focus. Um, and it's now going right. Well, now we're ready to really extend those, that business focus a little bit more. I think originally I I spent, I guess, hundreds of hours on the internet looking at other science centres and um, and reading their philosophies and um, trying to understand where they were coming from. And in the end, um, and probably, probably most of my inspiration has come from centres in America and... Um, I just found that, that, that they were kind of on the same journey that I was. And, um, in the end, it really just cemented what I was feeling and what I was thinking and, and how I really thought that, that going forward, we should be promoting science in just that hands on and, um, not, not actually feeding people science, especially younger people, not feeding them science, but just giving them the opportunity to, sort it out for themselves and, and work things out and, and play and interact with other people and interact with the equipment. And I think, um, I think it, you know, in general terms, America does it really well. And having, having looked at, you know, a lot of um, places, you know, you, you, fi- you finally just cements in your head what, what, you, what you really believe and what you really think will work going forward. I also, I mean, it's probably also worth bringing up that um, Kathy's not just looked at science centres, she's looked at art, public art, installations, um, the broader picture. Um, it's not just one place where she's drawing the inspiration to. That, that um, The art side of things and the creativity um, and that sort of, that overlap, that intersection between science and art has been a really strong driving interest as well and I think Australia is just coming ahead in leaps and bounds um, in in science centers and Mm. it's so fantastic to see you know where we're going here as well it's I think everyone's on the right track I think we're we're all sort of on this this journey to make the science center museum type of thing a more um, collaborative experience and a a, a more hands-on and the experience for everybody. Having now made a career out of inspiring young people to take an interest in science, I wanted to ask Kathy and Laura where their own fascination with science started. I'm, 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 we're both country kids. I grew up on Kangaroo. I don't sound it, but I grew up on Kangaroo Island. Mine was the seals probably on Kangaroo Island, if I think about that. Just that, you know, you go to the beach and you're hanging out with the seals, you know, in terms of the that we are so close to nature and and Mm. seeing sharks in the water and you know you know in terms of intensity of memory that's pretty intense and I guess for me the same sort of experience I grew up in a community that didn't even have a shop like I I was out (laughs) in the middle of the bush so my playground was what was the bush and the animals and that's where I spent my childhood was in nature and I think that that real passion for nature and and learning by by seeing what was around us for me was was the real inspiration for all of this journey for me. 
and that came again from from how I grew up. And originally, I um, I studied to do pathology, which is what I was going to do. And then after um, after uni, um, my husband moved to another small country town, and they happened to have a plant. Sydney University had a plant breeding. Um, institute there so that's what I did I ended up doing um, in a lab doing wheat breeding so for many years so you know you the journey and that was just another it was very hands-on as well so just another path in that you know where you're going to go and and again cementing that real love of science for me and Mm. and and the real love of wanting to learn myself and wanting to share that with others, you know, just I just different ways. I reckon I just I love I just love learning. I think it's just yeah. a lifelong love of learning. And I did like I said, I started in biotechnology, which when I did it so long ago was great because it had medicine, it had biology, it had chemistry, it had engineering, and it had physics. It had all of I was doing all of those things, and it was just so I loved all of them. Um, and then, but I've ended up going in a food, so I've got kiwi fruit post-harvest research and and then I've got a master's degree in cheese <laughs> and I've, I've got a food background food science background so uh, you know it's all to me it's all interesting that's why I love this job and I love doing this because we're always learning we're always looking at new oh. stuff and there's always it's just such a interesting always ever-changing you know for a short-term attention span it's fantastic <laughs> One of the unique experiences waiting for you at Twisted Science is the opportunity to try your hand at entomophagy, or in other words, eating insects. I asked Kathy and Laura how this fascination with entomophagy started and how it's been incorporated into their visitor experience at Twisted Science. (laughs) Oh no, I can't take, like, that's totally, like... I, that was fully formed when I came. That's Kathy's. Uh, I, this has been this has been my journey. So this is where Kathy's taken me. It was I, like I remember, like so when I first started, obviously in her lounge room there were all these cages of all these really big bugs. I was yeah okay, <laughs> all right yeah I was okay, and um and just over time, just you watch someone who's passionate about something over time, or even just briefly and. You can hear the passion, and and Kathy just loves them, and they are, um, you know, little people. Like they're just they're they're their own personalities, and look how beautiful they are. And I had a friend chastise me the other month. She said, "Oh, you always talk about the small things." I'm like, "Because they're everything." (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's this idea that um, you know, you you start from not understanding something, and that uh, appreciating something comes from understanding it. And when you, it, like Kathy said, that journey of watching people just is so fantastic. It's so much fun. So, um, so, so getting oh, back to the day, sorry, yeah, I was thinking that. So, like, oh. so that was a um, one year here in Echuca. We had um, a plague of crickets. Uh, we had really bad uh, mosquito infestation, and we had um, millipedes. We had thousands and thousands of millipedes marching across into your homes and into everything. And at that time, um, my partner and I, um, Robin, were sitting down thinking, oh, we should do something for National Science Week. It would be really great if we could think of something you know, really good. To- oh, and grasshoppers. We had a plague of grasshoppers <laughs> all in the one year. And we were sitting there and we were saying to each other, oh, 
reckon we can't use those grasshoppers? Like, there's thousands of them. We could just, you know, maybe we could do something with grasshoppers. And then from that little seed, we started thinking about, well, there is a whole source of protein out there that, that's not being utilised. Let's have a bit more of a think about what we could do with that. So then we started researching and then um, we decided well, finally, after <laughs> ringing up another number of government um, agencies and saying, now we, we want to feed people insects, how... How do we do that? Like, what is the process and what do you have to do? And them just basically hanging up on me saying, this is this nutter, <laughs> this, this is a nutter. <laughs> and um, uh, eventually we, we found, uh, we actually found a supplier. So we actually found someone else who was on the same, same journey as us doing that. So um, we wrote up our, our application for National Science Week and we were very lucky to receive a grant and we put on this amazing entomophagy um, meal and uh, a gourmet dinner, which was just fantastic. So, uh, like, we, we had to find a chef and a chef that wasn't going to be too freaked out by cooking bugs. So that was another, um, took us a little while. Eventually we found this this really great chef and, and she was amazing. So we trialed all these um, recipes and then we had this amazing, amazing dinner, which was just fantastic. And on, and from then ongoing, after we really researched um, why it's a good thing and um, why um, it's so sustainable and such a great source of protein and so many other good things about entomophagy and eating insects, I wanted to keep incorporating it into the business because I, I just thought it was a, a really important message. We've done we've done a number of, we've done a couple of dinners with it, but one of the the core things that we do when people arrive here now is we actually offer them an insect at the door before before they go in. So, um, so usually mealworms or crickets, and the reactions are. <laughs> pretty interesting very very broad (laughs) range of reactions (laughs) Uh, but but it is fantastic and and again I unless people stop for you know for a while and actually want to know the science I'm kind of happy that we've just offered them something that they wouldn't normally do and and um you know we give it a very short spiel about um why eating insects is good so and but that whole um, family dynamic, dynamic yeah. of, of dad saying to the kids, "No, you eat it, you eat it, you eat it." And mum saying, "I'm not going to eat it, I'm not going to eat it." And the kids are saying, "Ooh, yeah. <laughs> only if dad does it first. <laughs> we do have a very structured like guidelines for people in the car. Yes, so if a child do. looks like they're going to vomit, <laughs> don't push it. Like just walk away." Um, but it's also this whole idea that um, people, some people really, we've actually noticed um, the more PR that insect or entomophagy is getting, we've actually noticed a very big shift since we started. Yeah, absolutely. To now, particularly even this year, because um, now you can get cricket powder on the shelves at Woolies. So that's often something I'll say, you know, um, we'll talk about uh, the flavour of the bugs. And with my background, I, I like to talk about... Um, sensory science a lot so I'll say so when you taste it I want you to um, to notice the texture and I want you to um, it's like a guided tasting um, I want you to notice the flavors that you get and people will tell you they'll say oh it's like um, 
mm. sesame seeds or it's like an mm. almond or or something like that and then we talk, then I start to talk about well um, so the ants, for example, you notice that sharp taste, that's formic acid, but you can get different flavoured ants. And um, we've got native um, Australian ants, and they have a, um, a very late flavour of Vegemite, yeah. which is a great story. So we, we talk about that and we say, well, you know, we've used them as a garnish on a cocktail instead of a salt or a sugar rim, yeah. you know, because that bitter is a really great flavour. And so once you start engaging people on that um, food level, that emotional level, um, they're really actually super receptive. People love it. They yeah, really they, do. They do. You, 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 again, broad range of reactions, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's a you know often a highlight for people who are visiting here. Having brought a unique science experience to Echuca, Twisted Science continues to grow and expand their operations. Not the least of which is the development of a new science centre in Melbourne. With their roots in regional Victoria, I wanted to know what the motivation was to expand the company and move their business into a metropolitan setting. The response of people to what we've offered them here has been so extraordinary that it was kind of just a natural step to, to, to keep going with the business. I think you can't get enough <laughs> science places anywhere. Um, obviously for us, being in a really small town has had... Um, some challenges uh, with just with population uh, so but but we always thought that um, we would keep going and keep expanding the business for a number of years we've had um, a business in Melbourne that that does traveling birthday parties which has just been phenomenal and so so taking a new twisted into a much bigger space and into a much bigger population, is just really a natural progression. We're so excited about it. We are um, just totally um, ready for this step, and I think the business is ready for this step. We just can't wait. We have got a building. Yes, we've got a building in Moorabbin, and it's considerably larger than our building here, <laughs> which has been challenging as well. Um so I'm very lucky. I've got, again, my sister on board who's been uh, helping with designing. I've got the ma most amazing builder here who's now moved from being a builder to a fabricator, something he would never have thought in his wildest dreams until he met the crazy science lady. <laughs> so he has just been phenomenal. So he's coming with us as well. So um, the building and... and uh, the whole story that we have here is just going to be in a bigger space. We've worked really hard and, and unfortunately we've been trying to do it through the COVID time, which has been quite extraordinary and quite challenging and um, very difficult. And um, But we think we're just about there. So we're still looking for a 2021 opening. Uh, we haven't started the building, because, uh, the actual construction, because of the COVID issues in Melbourne, but that should be able to start any minute. And uh, we have had some exhibits coming in from overseas already, which is very exciting. And then I've got my amazing fabricator starting his work as well. So it, it's, yeah, very exciting. Now that Twisted Science has branched out beyond just Echuca and regional Victoria... I wanted to ask Kathy and Laura whether starting the company in a regional centre actually helped them try new things and experiment with the company in ways that they couldn't have done otherwise. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, there. Absolutely, it did. And and in some ways, we've had to experiment here. We, we've had to... Like, like, we've had to use the markets that we're here. We've, we've had to be more collaborative with other businesses and... Um, which we, you know, originally you don't really think about those sort of things. I think, I think, I think when we opened originally, we thought we would be kind of a standalone business. We'd be something that was out of the ordinary in Echuca. We would, you know, be something that was a little bit, and we are. We definitely are all of those <laughs> things. But we have learnt the value of um, cooperative um, ventures, and we we we've learnt. Well, we've learnt a lot. <laughs> we've learnt a really lot of things. But um... and it's not just. I think it's not just being regional. It's also just being a small business. It's the nature of a yeah. small business. You, and it's also a strength. You're much more agile. We can pivot very quickly. Um, we can see an opportunity and um, and say this is this fits really strongly with our values and our core business. So let's let's try it. Um, and and that agility is just it's. It's fun and it's um, also really a strength. I think it's probably one of our biggest strengths. I think that, yeah, and I think also being local, your, your own network and your own, being able to spread the story amongst your own network and your own people and, yeah, again, just creating that, that sense of ownership. Like we're, 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 we're part of you and we're a locally owned business and look, you can do something really unique and different as well. When we recorded this interview, Victoria was still under strict COVID lockdown. For Twisted Science and the town of Echuca, this has posed some serious problems. Echuca sits right on the New South Wales-Victoria border and forms part of a twin town community with Moama, the town directly across the Murray River on the New South Wales side of the border. Not only has COVID changed the way Twisted Science have operated their business, but it's divided their small community, quite literally, down the middle. Right at the start, bang, March, we had we'd just been shut for February because we closed for planning and and um, it's a quiet a review. time. Yeah. It's a quiet time. Um, so we'd been shut, and then we opened for I think a week or two, and then we shut again. <laughs> so we um, we all got together um, and very very quickly said, right, here's an opportunity. Uh, we had a YouTube channel, and so we decided, right, we're going to start to invest more in that and. Um, really spend some time um, trying to grow that. Um, our Instagram, so our digital presence. And we also said, well, schools, like they're still running. We still need to educate everyone. You know, kids are at home. Let's, we, we've redesigned our entire school workshop portfolio to be able to be delivered for children who are remote learning at home or in the classroom and who can't have an incursion and that we can't um, or an excursion. So, um, and that's probably been, yeah, massive for Kathy in terms of um, Re- rewriting work because because such a big part of what we do is um, hands on. We needed to maintain that hands on portion. So um, here we use a lot of you know, test tubes and and glassware and all sorts of things that that we want the kids to have that experience. But of course, schools don't have those resources. So. Every workshop had to be rewritten so that kids could find the gear at home if they're at home or it could be sourced at the school. Do you know what? It has really cemented that this whole idea of hands-on 
and interaction is so, so important. It is just more than anything, it just, not being able to do these things reminds you how important those are. You know, ask anyone who hasn't had a hug for a while. Like, it's just, it's... (laughs) And it's, it's, I think forevermore it's going to have challenges attached to it. Mm. Um, obviously with, um, the, you know, even down to the daily cleaning routines and those sorts of things. I think, I think, um, I, I think we will make some changes. We will definitely have a more focus on the digital, um, yeah, workshops and we will certainly continue to do that, which, which I think will be, you know, that it gives us, um, a, the opportunity to reach all of Australia. We, we can reach all of, all of the regional areas, which is fantastic and they don't need to come in because for us, one of the really big challenges is being able to get, um, get having schools travel because, um, buses are, are so expensive to, to actually have schools traveling in. So if we can, um, give them, uh, workshops that are still fantastic and hands-on and fun and tick off all the boxes and they don't need to leave the school that that's really a big bonus as well so there are lots of things that that we will change and um, that will continue and I think it will I think the business will be better for it I don't think I don't think they're bad things I think I think they're just changes they're just new new things it's also that that sense of of we're a we are a community and all of a sudden we are divided. Yeah. We are, you are a New South Welshman and you are a Victorian. And it's, um, for our town, the majority of the population is on the Victorian side. So everyone in the New South Wales side feels Victorian, but we're not being treated no, that way. No. Um, so it's a really, it's, uh, it's very divisive, um, which is, I guess, a word for these times yeah, anyway. It is divisive. Um, it's looking like it's going to end soon. So, I kind of want to look forward to the good bits and I also want to um, you know, recognise that of all the things that you can go through, having to go through a, a border check is not the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> so, um, But I think in the end what's going to happen is everyone's going to feel more united because we've all tried as much as we can to support each other and I think in the end that's what's going to come out of it. So the, the crazy thing um, for me is I'm about to, after we finish here, about to head over to New South Wales. So... I need to get get my border, border pass and my <laughs> permit organised. I go across the river. I take off my mask because I no longer need to wear a mask because I'm over the other side of the river and I just conduct my business and come back and I put my mask back on and mm-hmm. and I'm back on this side of the river. It's it's re- it's really crazy times. And how far are we, Laura, from the border here? Hundred metres. A hundred metres. We have cars. You know, the whole the whole town can be gridlocked at the moment trying to get people across the border. It's just just amazing. So we're all looking forward to that finishing, which looks like it's not too far away, but it's been um, a, a very weird, mm. weird experience. Hearing Cathy and Laura's story about having built a science discovery space from scratch in a small regional town inside a historical building... I could see some parallels between Twisted Science and the Boiler House. I asked them both for their advice on putting the best foot forward with our future regional discovery space. I think um, for us, the biggest learning was being open to collaborative ventures. I think 
working with other with other people and other industries in your area is is a really big bonus. I th- think, in fact, that would probably be our biggest our biggest learning mm. is is learn to be flexible. Yeah. You you need to be really flexible because the things that you think are going to work really well, you know, as a concept may not, and um, you do you may need to pivot. I totally agree. Yep. Strength in numbers, particularly when you're in a small population or smaller population. Yeah. But also, um, like making sure you understand that's a strength that you are in a in a small regional area and that you have this amazing thing to offer, um, and that you've got the chance to to take this whole town or the whole place on a journey with you, and and for yeah. them to be proud of you and what yeah. you are is really cool. To find out more, visit the Twisted Science website, twistedscience.com.au. Follow them on Facebook or check out their Instagram at twisted underscore science. This podcast is recorded on Aniwan country and has been brought to you by the University of New England. To find out more about the Boiler House Discovery Space, visit uneboilerhouse.org.au. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next time on Curiosity Built the Boiler House. Thank you.